Hello, listeners. My name is Rush Shaw. This is the Punk Theology Podcast, episode 22. Familiarity breeds... Familiarity breeds contempt, uh, motherfucker. So it's actually the opposite of that. Okay. So this is a... <laughs> <laughs> he has a talking stick. He has a talking stick. So this was a, a little short video brought up by... I think it's called The Philosophy of Life on YouTube. It's a great YouTube channel, but they were talking about the contrary of familiarity breeds contempt, which is that unfamiliarity is attractive, especially from an American perspective. We always like something new because if you're unfamiliar with something, you get to imagine it being wonderful and you get to imagine that it's going to solve all your problems. Mm. So the reason we were bringing that up is because we were just talking about Catholic versus Protestant church and the thing that the Protestant church has, uh, which is attractive to a lot of people, but it ultimately a problem philosophically is that unfamiliarity is attractive. So if you're in your church and all of a sudden you finally got the curtains pulled back a little bit mm. and you realize that there's a lot of shit going on that you weren't previously aware of and uh, and you get hurt or something really nasty goes down, somebody around you gets hurt, you can jump to the next church and... And, but you don't yeah. know about And you their just say, shit. oh, this place is great. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. Like, look, I just jumped over. Everybody's happy. Like, yeah, and yeah. it's just that you don't know right. what their shit is. Yeah. But it, but it, it, and it, and in Protestantism, you have permission to do that until you die. <laughs> you keep hitting the reset yeah. button. You just keep, oh, well. And there are people that do that. Like, it's clearly not Absolutely. the philosophy or anything behind what's happening in this religion. That's the problem. It's just that these people aren't doing it wrong. But how many times do you hit the reset button before you say, huh, I wonder if there's a trend here? Right. That's one of Luther's quotes that nobody really talks about. It's kind of a rumored quote. I don't think anybody wrote it down. But he said, uh, you know, I I started the Protestant movement to rebel against the Pope, and then I just made a bunch more popes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, he did, literally. Everyone became the leader of their own religion because... You had the printing press and the Bible, and then it's just me and Jesus, and yeah. yeah. But yeah, but so the American version of this is the extreme version of this, where there's, there is 40,000 different versions, probably more than that. Maybe It's over 40,000. Well, I mean, just unofficially. Official, official denomination. And unofficially, yeah. Yeah, every church is its own denomination, really. Some, I mean, some denominations have hierarchical structure that right. dictates. But the dogma. trend tends to be more and more fragmentation. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you definitely have a choice to go to all the unfamiliar churches that have the same late 90s, early 2000s <laughs> pop rock. Right. I mean, <laughs> it's true. endlessly you can go find that. <laughs> shine, Jesus, shine. Yeah, that was a big deal in the 80s. Drums, man. Yeah. Like, oh, are we going to allow uh, drums? Percussion. I don't know. It's the devil. I think percussion. Might lead to dancing. Yep. Which leads to sex every time. Well, so before we hit the record button, we were having a conversation about church history, a little bit about this view of apostolic succession, which yeah. is the Orthodox Church and, and the Catholic Church, and actually the Anglican Church claimed some of it as well through Rome, but is church leaders were deputized in the first century, and we actually have records of... <laughs> deputized? Well, that's a, maybe a right. lack of a better word, you yeah, know, yeah. Like, like you have the original... Authority! This guy's an authority! You have the original disciples in the first century, right. and we actually have the writings of their disciples. A lot of people don't know that, but you can actually read some of these writings of, of Clement, of St. Ignatius. They're actually there. I mean, St. Ignatius was a disciple of St. John, who was a disciple of Jesus. It's like if, if St. John knew some stuff... 
because he yeah. knew Jesus and, and he parted the same, same thing as the Talmud, and it's the same thing yeah as, yeah absolutely uh, yeah. I can't remember the secondary writings of Islam but it's the same thing yeah it, totally it's, it, yeah. absolutely um, so anyway so so that appeal is kind of what I'm hearing is maybe the inverse of what Derek's describing that you know, you can go somewhere else, but this is the church. In, in terms of them laying that claim to authority via the apostolic succession, okay, the church is being founded on the apostles, the church, the one church. Of course, the Orthodox and Catholic split in the 11th century. But anyway, would they say, in pushback to that kind of impulse to the grass is greener, like, no, the grass isn't greener. This is the church. You have nowhere else to go. Is it kind of... So what do you do when you're in the Catholic... Like, you're in the Catholic Church right now. It's burning to the ground with just a million different sex abuse cases, and there's nowhere to go. Yeah, and they keep covering it up, and it's proven that they keep covering it up. That's not my point. No, it's where you go. But it's true, though. I, mean, I would say you have three choices. You can just do nothing and just, well, this is the church, kind of apathetic or mm -hmm. complacent. You could try to maybe uh, be an agent for change within it, or you can leave it. Or where I, do you go when you leave it? I, as, as someone who, I'm probably the only person here, that I actually like think, well, I, I don't want to like speak for any of you, but um, I think the evidence for apostolic succession in a historical context is compelling, and I'm not saying that as a faith statement at all. I just think historically it's compelling. Um, why do you want to believe that? I, it's not necessarily that I want to. It just is yeah, like it is. it's like reading a history text and like um, Abraham Lincoln was the 16th president of the United States. So why don't you do that with the Talmud and the oh, okay. Islamic writings okay. and the okay okay okay. I, I, I get your question. I get your question. Um, I guess I could if I wanted to be a Muslim or a Jew. Where are you going to church next week? Uh, <laughs> um, well, I'm sorry. Those I would go to completely I, out of context. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I would go to an Orthodox church. Yeah, an Orthodox, but, but church. not yours. A different one. It's still an Orthodox church, though. It's still it's still within the framework of the Orthodox this church. Sounds lousy. Uh, well, why why aren't you going to your church next week, John? Um, I, specifically, anybody in your church listen to this? I doubt it. You'll find out. <laughs> um, no, geez, no. Um, I don't know what to say to that. Um, so, I think I think sometimes in like a life of faith invariably is going to have cognitive dissonance in it. I think that's just part of the territory with being a person of faith, isn't it? Isn't cognitive dissonance part of faith? Like, part of humanity is being human. Well, no, I'm, okay, fine, but isn't it part of faith though? Like, sure. like, don't you? Is, isn't that just come with the territory? So I have a question. Yeah, isn't what you're doing by going to another church because you don't like what's being taught at the one that you currently attend the same as what the Protestants do? No, because there's one church. <laughs> yeah, but one one of the satellites says things, something that you don't like, and the other one says something that you. Why don't you like, sit so. <laughs> and and like wrestle with it? Oh, I have. It's, it's like an exercise. It's, it's that's fine. So they're not like, one church if they're saying different things. It's, it's like yeah. your it's like your fasting schedule. But that's why and that's and why take people, a month. And that's just... why some people leave do the Protestant skip to skip to skip is because they don't like this thing and then they they don't like that thing over there and that's one of the aren't you doing the same thing? No, because it's like this. It's like uh, uh, all the all the people <laughs> in this religion. Uh, call it like uh, I don't know. I have like a club soda in my hand, like a, the the lemon lime club soda religion. On Sunday, they all eat lasagna. Okay, every one of them. The lemon lime soda religion. They all eat lasagna on, on Sunday. But the lasagna at this person's house is better than the one at this person's house. They're still eating lasagna, but you can decide. And at one person's house that has the better lasagna, you might have to listen to about why Trump is the best thing ever. And at the other one. No, <laughs> my analogy is that's the bad lasagna. <laughs> yeah, the, my, my analogy is. What is, is the lasagna? I thought the lasagna was liturgy. Uh, no, the, I, I, in my, I'm sorry. It, no, I'm sorry. Um, people are losing us. This is going south really quick. In, in my analogy, the lasagna is uh, the Trump supporting. Okay. For instance, yeah. Uh, 
that, that's the lasagna. One thing we do all have in common here is not supporting Trump. Other things we right. can disagree about. We, no. you know, Chuck's not here. Was, I think Chuck might. Really? Chuck might have Chuck's a, a MAGA. Actually, I, I kind of like Trump. <laughs> there you go. You're just fucking contrarian. <laughs> I, I think it would be horrible if you got another term, but I like a president that doesn't do anything. <laughs> I do like that. Well... Yeah. Now, now we just went off on a tangent. <laughs> um, We're not a political show. <laughs> so, so, so here's a question. Talking about Protestantism, and, and which is really rebellion, isn't that what Jesus did? Because wait, wait. Jesus, Jesus himself rebelled against the 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 Jewish law. I didn't answer the initial question though. Is is what do you do? And I, I think, because Derek was like, well, you know, why do you want to believe that? And that's maybe a fair question uh-huh. in, in the way he posed it. But but I, I would say, like, I would think your options would be you can stay, you can stay complicit, you can stay trying to change it, or you could leave it. And leaving it wouldn't preclude going to a synagogue or a temple or whatever if you wanted to. But I think those would be your three choices. Are there any other choices? Yeah, I think that having core values and actually giving a shit about other people, I think, is a, is a that doesn't that, no, fine. That doesn't. That's not a church. Not maybe that's not a church thing, but for me, that's an attitude. But still, your three choices. Is it? I don't know. Remain and be complicit. Remain and, and do what you're talking about. Be an agent for change, or you can do what you're talking about. Have that kind of posture and leave. But those are your three choices. What other choices do you have? And you're not going to affect change if you leave. Try to burn the whole thing to the ground. That would be kind of leaving. <laughs> yeah, yeah be is it? Eventually, somebody. <laughs> I, think it's, I think that counts as a. You push point. boundaries until, and, and you know, with me pushing boundaries is, is just getting people to see that other people are suffering and hurting, and you don't have to hold a hard line to some bullshit fucking doctrine. You, you affect no like change no. at a church of thirty people. Well, in a hierarchical. Yeah, not really. But no. all of them have six kids. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Jim Henderson and I were talking about. He they're says, just trying to hold their life together. Sure. Some of them are. And some of them are trying to bully the pastor. Like, you get a bunch of people bullying the pastor not in a small church. Not if they have six church. kids. Not at least not kid-aged kids. <laughs> yeah, or the pastor bullies the, you know. Yeah. But it, can, can I ask you something? Sure. Like, because I've been thinking about it, like, like, with some of our exchange today on our online forum, as well as some things that you've shared in maybe your family life, is... You're into provocation a lot, and I love that about you. But but there's sometimes when I've observed it, like divine provocation, Don. So, John, some some of you like to provoke people. You like to provoke people. Do I poke the bear or take I, a baseball I'm to bat? Clarify. Take a baseball no. bat to the hornet's it's nest. A thing. It's a thing. Is it? Well, yeah. you know, I'm not doing it to be provocative. I'm doing it because I'm curious. I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Because I almost would ask, like, sometimes for me, it's like. Who are you? Exactly. Like to provoke. Right. Who are you to, to provoke? You? To provoke who? You? Whoever it is you're provoking. Right. Because you like to provoke. Just, well, I'm, not you tra- like to provo- I'm not doing it to be an asshole. I'm doing it to I, I know you're not. I know you're not. But but there's something curious about like like what's that about? Is it just like a rebellion? I'm curious. Thing? I'm is fucking it, curious. I'm a curious thing. boy. That's what it is. I'm a very curious boy. And that, that's what it, and when it comes to God stuff, I'm curious about why like Jesus, you know, Jesus is cornered by all these people and they're asking him all these questions. And he says, Here's the deal. The whole law, the prophets, it, it lands on these two things. Love God, love people. And then he drops a mic and he's out, right? Well, that's hard. That's really fucking hard. But it's way easier to light fucking candles and go to something and sing some songs and show up every Sunday. Russ, but actually giving a shit about people? Count, counterverse. Like that's, sure. Counterverse. On this rock I will build my church. Yeah, you can prove text anything. Yeah, but what is the church then? He's selling that to St. Peter. Uh, he's yeah. the leader of the Apostles. Apostolic succession, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you only want to focus on the anti-religious part. And clearly, what was he saying Jesus, had, Jesus had a religious agenda. I don't know. I think he had a What's the book of Acts agenda. you had? On this church, or on this rock, <laughs> I will build my church. I think he had a valuing humans agenda. That's what I think. Well, in the context, in the context of, of building a church. Of a religion. Yeah. But religion doesn't do that. Religion religion <laughs> values the system. It, it And its systems can't love people. Jesus thought it would. No, I don't think he did. That's why he. That's why they killed him, dude. I will build that's why they shirt. killed him. Is because he didn't the bow his knee to I mean, the I guess system. Kind of turned out. He's a Jew, man. He wasn't. Was he starting a new religion or saying, you know, let's let's if you, if you do think this that's differently? The way that things were 
Supposed to go, that means that Jesus was extremely naive in his understanding of humanity. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Because, We're still here talking because, about him. Because his idea of what the church should look like never existed mm-hmm. longer than a, maybe a year or two. If that so, exactly. So, so if that was so what humans Jesus, went right if that was what Jesus wanted, he was a massive failure. Why? Because we're still doing it, though. I mean, we're still valuing other people. I kind of like, kind of like God making humanity but, and then but killing them all in the age of Noah. <laughs> Absolute failure. Totally fucked do up. Over, do over. over. Inside of what system? Inside of the system of Christianity. Christianity has the number of times Christianity has existed outside of the system are. I mean, it's what maybe one percent. Right. It just doesn't. It's and God still, that's one of the things that, that I believe too, so is that God still works successful? in the mess of humanity. Well, I think that was kind of the Jesus story, was like, hey, I'm out of here, you guys figure it out. So he works in the kid-fucking of the Catholic Church? No, I think he works in the exposure of it. But it didn't get exposed. People, people in the Boston Globe, you know, that's were Johnny doing God's come, work. Johnny come lately, woo. Well, it's, we're not, we're exposing that we're not saying that's cool we're not going oh yeah catholics are fine a lot of people are in, up in arms about it because we know like the kid it. fucking was recent and the boston globe just uncovered the new thing well actually because no. in the orthodox church priests are allowed to marry same as in the anglican faith and i forget i should know this but i think it's relatively recent in the catholic church where where priests probably have, only 800 years or so no i i, I think <laughs> it's I, I think it's more recent than that actually 700 years i think it's like a no, it's like really recent. Yeah, it's like an 18th or 19th century thing. Okay. Only 100 years. Well, fair enough. But still, Only 100 years of child rape. Well, when you have 20 centuries, you know, 100. I'm not discounting it. I'm not saying it's not bad. Only 5% of child rape. I should know that historical fact. But a lot of that, episode. how much of that is covering up this, or keeping the system of the institution going too? Because if, we, if, if anybody knew, see, technology comes to play into this too. Century ago, we didn't have the technology to expose the system like we do now. Now people can fucking tweet and take a picture, and it goes out to a hundred million people. Well, they didn't have that hundred years ago. Save the world with technology. No, I think truth comes in like a light. The movie Spotlight. I think that title is a beautiful title because so, that's what they did. They brought a spotlight into a really fucked up situation and exposed it to the world. How do you affect change? In the 70s. How do you affect change when you get blocked on social that's, media? See, that's something that I was, I was going <laughs> to... Why talk. do you get blocked on social media? I got yeah, blocked because I was asking questions, because I'm curious. Yeah, Steve just asked an Arthur question. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, though. Proud of you, It's bro. a good question. Is there a way to ask a question, though, that's not as... Yeah, uh, inflammatory. Yeah. Because it's, I go back to what Arthur shared year, months ago, if not a year ago, about swearing. Fuck everything. Swear. But you've got to understand that in that swearing, you're going to lose an audience. Yeah, right. So that's what my challenge is to you is you want to affect change. So how are you affecting change to that guy that blocked you on social media? Why isn't there a way to affect change but still maintain a relationship? Or as Henderson says, being in that room with difference. Why can't you disagree some people with him? People don't want to. And I wasn't, was I swearing at him? I don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, know. I don't know anything about it. He's a swearing guy anyway. I saw you got kicked He's out. friends with Nadia Bolt Weber. one chat for swearing. That was yeah, like, no. That was like six months ago, but yeah. No, that's not why I got kicked out. Uh, the Orthodox one? Yeah. <laughs> the Orthodox one. I got, I got kicked out of it because I asked the question, I, and here's my, here's my question. Well, were you called? The question was, why do you guys value <laughs> robes and shit? Like, why do you value all the fucking pageantry and the hats? Like, and, I don't get that. That statement is so it's like, stupid to me. But it's and ignorant. they just freaked it's out ignorant. at me. They fucking kicked me out of their group. Because it's ignorant. Like, stupid. You, you're not respecting them. Yeah. You're not respecting Isn't them. Isn't it? Like, well, I'm just hey, I'm an outsider. I'm an outsider, man. <laughs> Here's the question for you. I want to help you understand. Question for you. <laughs> Tell me your challenging success stories. Challenging success stories. Yeah, uh, you you you, yeah, you want to challenge answer. people, uh-huh. and you're telling me how it's so good. You value it. Yeah, you, you want to watch people deal with it. I don't value. Show, show me show me your reform story. Who who changed their perspective because of your questions and the way you approach them? Whose life changed? Um, I've had conversations with people with the other podcast that hopefully made a change. But you're right. In some of those situations, people stopped asking me to, to for my opinion, just because... Let's just go with the Facebook ones that you like to, like, spar with people. 
Who's well, going to you though. afterwards and be yeah, like, that's... man, I, I transformed my life, everything changed. Wait, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't expect... made me realize how fucked up I was. I want to say something in my observation as, you, okay. as a friend, though. I've seen you do two different things with right. this. One is, on one level with, like, say, your other podcasts or other work you've done, is extremely empathetic and extremely, like, gracious. Uh-huh. But then there's this other side that's more antagonistic. And it, right. it, it depends on who it is you're aiming at, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it really does. It, yeah, if it's someone that needs right. help, it's someone that's down. And maybe it's somebody. Maybe that's maybe something in me. It's your punk I'm, rock thing, you know, or whatever. It is <laughs> because I think that I'm just I'm frustrated with people who hide. Like at least tell me why you're in the position you're in. But that's, that's people, my curiosity. But if there are people that hide, their first priority is not responding. To direct challenge to someone that's like trying to find like, them. <laughs> like that's if if their default survival technique to this point has been to hide, the very first sign of aggression, there's probably nothing that they're better at than hiding in that situation. Well, not everyone is going to hide. Not everyone is interested in hiding. That's something I've learned from but, recovery culture. Like people who have been through recovery don't tend to do that. Right. So those are the people that you like. Those are people that you help. Yeah. It's, well, they're, it's they're because gracious. they're honest. Because, because they're willing. Those to are the go, people you're gracious to. They're and, willing to. They're willing to go and, buck like like Steve says, go buck naked in front of everyone and say, "Hey, maybe I'm not. I don't yeah, have all my not, shit together." You're circumnavigating the point. Okay. What's the point? That so you let's focus on the people that you say. They bother you because they hide. Okay. So and your go-to tends to be both barrels. <laughs> well, but I use questions though. I ask questions. Yeah, both you, barrels you, with questions. Yeah, but you don't you don't do it in an empathetic way a lot of times, especially yeah, when you're on the like, Maybe that's social media. And here's media the distinction thing, I would right? say for me: I ask super fucked up questions to people, but I only <laughs> try to do that in the context of a relationship I've built where I think they can hear it from me because right. they know me. So and I waste zero energy asking those kind of questions to people I don't give a fuck about. Right. Because nothing ever comes of them. So the only thing you know about them is a picture that may not actually be right. Well, let's take the... Just ask Or the even question. in life. Even if I do right. know someone but I don't respond. actually have a relationship, I don't, you don't pull have to respond to like Arthur response. shit on people that just kind of know me. Like, I'd work into it. Unless they're Zach. <laughs> well, <laughs> situational. That was um, that was a different kind of question. That was that was an ego destroying path I took. <laughs> but why did you do this? There's that? exceptions. Because he hurt my friend. He's setting uh, up for his friend. I see. Yeah. I had no skin in that game. But that's that's still an exposure though. You're exposing to him. Why did you hurt my friend? Right. You didn't and just I, come out and I, say, "Why did you hurt my friend?" And I was. N- but it's here's the thing. Used. I didn't care about him. I was not interested in changing him. I'm I was not interested in changing. I was interested either. in humiliating him and showing his hypocrisy. Right. <laughs> so am I. That's what I'm doing. Fuck Arthur. I don't care. I'm not out to change. But I also people. did that face to face. I don't give a shit about changing people. I did that face to face. Yeah, you're right. You don't do that on social media, man. That's maybe that's a lesson I could take away from this. Is that I'm not making, but here's the thing with Naughty Bolts Weber it's, and that. Whole it's thing. mental masturbation on Facebook with people you don't know. I yeah. think when it's when it's a system. Good point. When it's a system like that like Bolts Weber and 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 uh, what's her name, fucking Rachel Held Evans. Mm-hmm. When they and John brought this to light, and I'm like, and you brought it to light earlier, and it, it was just these. Well, this is a private conversation of friends talking about these yeah, personalities. Yeah, it's still it's within. still a huge system. Like she's out to sell books, and people trust her. And then when they find out about this fucking guy and how they protected this fucking guy people are hurt over that they're not my friends but I, I feel some of that and maybe it's through Mars Hill or some of the shit I've been through but I, I can empathize with those people who are hurt by some woman who's been beat up for years and finally has the courage to leave her husband and then starts following fucking Rachel Held Evans or Naughty Bolts Weber and then finds out that they were protecting some fucking abusive asshole Right, and then like you go on said abusive assholes Twitter page. I was antagonize him and get blocked. Was I antagonized? I don't know. I didn't see what you I wrote, but you got blocked. Right. I, I did get blocked. blocked. <laughs> so. I was saying, hey, be a fucking man and tell us what fucking happened. It sounds antagonizing. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> you changed the world. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Grenade. But at least, but at least some people will read these fucking tweets that these people put out to sell books or whatever the fuck they're mental doing. masturbation. 
you 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 got to throw your grenade and come all over and got blocked. <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome. That's not why I did it though. Holy like, though, is there something somebody to will that? be curious enough to go? Oh, what's that about? Is there something wrong. to that a little? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm just asking. I, I I would think there would be just a little. Jim bit Henderson of, and, and Derek admitted to this too. The a little bit of guerrilla terrorism. I think I thought the people carrying fucking picket signs at Mars Hill before it went down were stupid and just hated. Mark, because he was a real guy. Because he was telling the truth. Yeah, because he was telling the truth. He was a real guy. But we we found out later that that was bullshit. And those people moved the needle. You know. Okay. I'm trying to move a, a needle of some point. They did it in a way more respectful way. Yeah. I well, I don't know. There was... There were some people out there that were pretty... Yeah. But I'd argue that the people that were more antagonistic were less effective. That's one thing I respect about Wheeler is, is his signs. He just stands there with a sign. He doesn't yell at people. Well, he has yelled at some of the Catholics, <laughs> but uh, but most of the time he just stands there with a sign and it, it tries to get people to. When my wife got fucked note. over in the, in the church that she left or was asked <coughs> to leave, I just wanted to go stand in the back for an entire service and just stare at the pastor and make him uncomfortable. <laughs> Did you? No, because no, it wouldn't have fixed anything. What if you shouted at him? But it would have fucked over one asshole. whole service for sure. Yeah. That might be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> that might be worth it. I don't know. I, I like... Maybe I like it. I like... You do I, like I it. Do. And that's <laughs> what I'm trying to help you see it. Yeah. You do like it. But I don't but do it. I, I just I don't, don't want do you to be delusional some... and think you're changing the world. No. Uh, but hopefully I'm moving the needle and getting some people curious. And I have had people... One guy texted me about Mark Driscoll, and he was in Arizona. I don't know if he goes to his church or not. But he was curious about Mark and why I was taking this position with Mark. I started texting, I started tweeting uh, the hashtag still not anonymous in Seattle every time fucking Mark said something about uh, uh, harvest because he's trying to, oh, we're going to heal the whole harvest thing. It's like bullshit, man. You're the. So I just started saying shit to Mark and then somebody actually did. I could share those with you. Um, not publicly, but, <laughs> but you know, the guy was curious. He's like, hey, why are you taking this issue with Mark? And I said, hey, this is what happened in Seattle. He's like, oh, I didn't know that. I value. Depth. That's one guy. I value depth over breadth. Mm. So do I. Moving the needle 0.01% with lame online grenades is lame. There is no depth to it. It affects so few people, so not deeply. But if I can get to know they got one, that one person, guy. if I can get to one person and move the needle 1%, a factor of a hundred times more important for one person, that to me is way more valuable. Because yeah. that is in the context of a personal relationship where I helped someone see something that was deep and in the context of relationship. Right. So I, see I just simply value depth over breadth. I do too. I've seen, my, I've seen myself change both ways. Like It's been in the context of relationships, but it's also been things I've read or interacted with, ideas... It's like a like a death by a thousand paper cuts kind of thing. That can definitely happen for people as well. But usually, it's it's in a way that's well thought out and well presented and respectful and articulate, though. And that's, I guess, kind of the difference, as opposed to something that just seems reactive and volatile. Like the I'm not always reactive and volatile. I know, I know, but just and hopefully, but I think that's one good thing about social media is you can't hide anymore. Or at AC3, these people that try and get away with shit, they can't hide anymore. It's really difficult to cover up shit. And that's where systemic silence, I think, is something that I was going to... There's really not a lot written about it. There's one paper in some social psych class in the East Coast where somebody mentioned it. But systemic silence, it's not just a troll that you ignore. Systemic silence is when you're not being clear about your position. And that's something that I'm going to press. Like, be clear about your position. Like, if you don't want gay people to lead in your church, tell the fucking world that. That's something that came out with Chris Pratt and his church in L.A. Like, people, all these LGBT people came out and said, hey, how is your church, you know, would they let somebody lead a community group if they're gay, you know? Oh, we're not going to talk about that. And then people get blocked. There's a there's a uh, church clarity uh, is, is a dot com is a... I don't know, a nonprofit that does that. That's what they do, is they go in and they force with pressure people to just answer simple fucking questions. Like, if you don't want gay people in your church, well, just say that. Okay, okay. Let, let, let us know. Don't be ambiguous about it. Let's bring it home a little, though, because it's going off a, a bit. Like, in, in a personal, relational way, 
I don't think it's unheard of because again, we were having some sidebar conversations. We were having some like conversations about different scenarios and people. Um, I mean, say there's this guy that comes over here every couple of weeks. His name's like Bob or Jack or what? Say it's Jack, okay? And Jack drinks a lot, and you okay. notice Jack's drinking a lot. You notice Jack gets kind of drunk. It's like, hey, you know, I'm going to ask Jack about that. I'm going to get up in Jack's grill and ask why he's doing that. Uh-huh. Like, and Jack's not inviting that. Jack's not necessarily open to that, but you might take it upon yourself to get up in Jack's grill a little and, hey, Jack, what, what's going on? Why are you doing that? What's that about? I, I don't do that. You, you don't do that? <laughs> to, to you guys? Like, no, 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 no. Different not, 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 not to us, but like to other people where you might try to... Well, I think that's Unsolicited, uh, un- uninvited, unsolicited, like... When it's a system or institution, I'll do that. I don't do it to a person. I'm not going to go after a person personally on something like that, unless they beat the shit out of their wife or something. Like, that's a different issue. And I wouldn't do it online. I would pull that person aside and say, hey, man, uh, maybe slow down. Well, you were talking earlier about going to a person saying that you wanted this person to get help, and you were going to tell this person to get help. I was? Who? Mm-hmm. What? Well, I don't want to... Oh, my a family member. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So... Yeah. A family member. So, and I think that part of part of that that thing is because he believes it's just alcohol, and now he's quit drinking, so he's he's done with the problem. And me, as a guy who cares about this man, wants to go in and say, "Hey, I think there's something deeper," because I know some of his background and his story. Unprovoked, unsolicited. Right. Okay. It's not unprovoked and unsolicited because he still wants a relationship with me. And I'm like, no, not unless you deal with your shit. Something we've talked about on this show. Deal with your shit. Just deal with your shit, man. And then maybe we could have a, a conversation or a relationship. But I don't really trust you. It's not that I don't forgive him. You can forgive someone you don't trust. But you see how that's different? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You guess? I'm not, I'm not picking on you. I'm just, you know. Right. Like, it's helping me clarify yeah, what, I, what I mean by that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not mad at Jack. <laughs> well, I am mad at Jack, but there's a reason I'm, I have boundaries with Jack, healthy boundaries that I haven't had in a, a, a big part of my life. Arthur and I talked about that. Like I, I've had a life where people just fucking marched all over my boundaries, and that was just normal. Boundaries are good. And now I'm like, no, motherfucker, if we're gonna have a relationship, you're gonna deal with your shit, or don't talk to me anymore. It's not that I don't forgive you. I don't. I don't want aught for him. I don't have my hands around his fucking throat. Dude, he doesn't have enough life left to deal with all his shit. I don't know. Not necessarily. He's about Steve's age. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Steve hasn't tried to commit murder. Yeah, I haven't gone after my son-in-law with a machete. Yeah. That. That's very specific. Yeah, that's it. He doesn't edit shit. He continues. That's right. That's Steve. Subscribe. He drops like details. I know the rest of the story. So what if you you took a time machine and you went back to the first century, you see Jesus in a synagogue in a religious context. What if you don't like Jesus? Like the historical (laughs) Jesus. What if I don't like Jesus? The historical Jesus. It depends on who I am at the time. If I was a rabbi, yeah, I'd probably be pissed. You really coming in here saying the shit you're saying, motherfucker? This is my house. I got bills to pay. Yeah, but (laughs) what's Jesus? (laughs) Well, they didn't know who Jesus was. But you You, follow my question, though. Yeah, yeah. Chances are, but if he comes back from the dead, it's like, oh, maybe he is who he said he was. Chances are, you you wouldn't like him. Way too many people fucking followed him. (laughs) Yeah. Chances are, you'd have been in the you'd have been in in the uh, cathedral or the church. Where he went in and threw the tables. Or the mass is following him. Yeah. I would have thought that was punk rock. I would have dug that shit. <laughs> Especially if it was the, the institution. So my question for you, though, is how do you, what is the most effective way or agent that you can change? Do you change by being. Can I change? No, change effect. How do you affect change? <laughs> you, you one, of the reasons, one of the reasons I changed, and this is maybe some of this, is some people really did call me on my shit. Like people just, man. I think the way that you but take your they life do and your family Who? through a relationship, like an intervention kind of way. No, in a, in a group, uh, in like a, a a group. So I just, I guess where I am is I can't. Recovery. I want to. I want to affect change, but I can't affect change if I'm not a part of the of the 
of the group. But what if it's a, what if it's something like the Boston Globe? Do you think the Boston Globe they didn't have a relationship with the Catholic so, Church? Some of those reporters. Investigative press is a Catholics. very different thing than yeah. any of the stuff we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, huge, you're not doing research. There's a huge sure difference I'm, between investigative journalism. No, you're citing other people that do and research. blowing stuff up on social media. Those are two completely separate things. You have but no, you don't think, you have no you personal don't think investigation into the ills of the Catholic Church. I think. I don't think social media moves the needle nearly as much as the press does. I think right. if the right. Mars Hill thing had simply been purely social media, nothing would have happened. Mm, I, I right. think it was because the press picked it up. Yeah. And they actually started poking around and holding up, like, oh, this is pretty concrete. What do you have to say about this? Yeah. And that's, so, you know, investigative detective work, basically, is what the press does. I think yeah. that's very effective at bringing down corrupt institutions, I don't think social media is very effective at bringing down. I think I think because social media has risen with a lot of this exposure, people assume that a social media is the thing that is doing it. I think it just has to do with ease of communication in general. It's well it, but it, a lot of the the ways it does that is by spreading journalism. Right. Yes, exactly. It's a way to spread journalism. Also, it's much easier. It's because, hey, I found this article that says this. Someone I know that I have a relationship will read it because I shared it on social media. It's also much easier to do investigation because it's easy to find people. You can find anybody really quick and, and... do an interview with them and get something from them very rapidly. Here's what I and would suggest. You can, and you can promise some level of anonymity as well, mm-hmm. whereas that didn't used to exist as much. I yeah. see the world now in concentric circles of influence. Mm-hmm. I have influence to a great deal within my home. You know, the people that live with me because I'm with them all the time and they know me and they trust me. And I have relationships outside that home. I have relationships at work. I have relationships with friends. Mm-hmm. And, and I have influence over those. And so I realize my influence, my voice, my ideas can change and impact those people. And then I have these increasingly broader and lacking of any relationship spheres of influence to the point where I have zero influence over the vast majority of the seven billion people on the planet. Right. You're engaging that outside circle in all those contexts. And I think you do it for personal pleasure. No. And I think you delude yourself a bit to think you're making much of an impact. And where you really make impact is on those inner circles and the more time you spend on the outer circles, you are ignoring the inner circles. And you can be doing that instead of watching a movie. You can be doing that instead of reading a book. You can be doing that instead of making money. You can take your time and your energy and your mental power, and you can spend it outside in those outer circles of influence. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, you have very little influence out there. Right. That's I would just, agree. That's I would agree that. Social and so you can, you can decide to make that choice. You right. can decide to play those games. You can decide to, to fence with people on the internet that you don't know. But just accept that it's it not a, for much. It's mostly for you. It is a legit form it's of most, entertainment. It, yeah, it's yeah. for yeah. No, I don't. Tens I don't, of millions of people. So, so I, here's, just I used to like it more about your own entertainment now. than it is about no, your influence. it's kind of fun. I, so I'll, I'll disagree. Yeah. And... If I could put this in the form of a question, um, so the Naughty Bolts Weber thing has, has been a thing for me because this is someone in Christianity who is from the recovery world, who I thought is someone who will own her shit, you know, and and she's not, right? And, and instead, she wants to make money and sell books and, and make money off conferences, so she decides to look the other way at this guy who's abusing his wife, and she ends up getting divorced. Um, and wait, I, wait. I don't know that whole story. Nadia Bowles Weber got divorced. No, the guy oh, Tony, Jones. Tony Jones. Tony Jones. Yeah. And his wife. So Tony Jones, and he's the guy that's blocked me, by the way. Um, and, and that's just that's more more than it's my inter- entertainment. It's like a it's like that splinter in my mind that won't go away. Like, why not own your shit, motherfucker? Like, if you're you have this much influence, and you're talking about Jesus and living in the light. As he is in the light, as the Bible says, and you know Romans seven and all this, like fucking just just own your shit. Stop. But stop you hiding. Said why they want money? 
Yeah, and, and, and so I get that. But I, I, want, I, I get that. That's you a can't hide that shit now. You. I yeah. get that. That's a triggering topic for you. It's not just. But triggering. your expression in that realm on that topic is for you. That's why you do it. No, it's not. No for one's me. listening to you, Russ. I don't think it's not. It's not for me. No one's listening to your tweet, dude. I have, I have influence in in this area. I do. Like, sorry, but I do. What, I what, do whose I life was changed it. because you brought that to light? I don't know. No. Not his. Not his. That's what that would be. You, yay, you yeah, rallied a few people that, that, that know you and follow your Twitter. The same with the guy like, who's raping yeah, kids. Yeah, I agree with Russ. The guy who's raping kids, like, his his life isn't influenced by someone. Right. How did you fix any head? of that? What justice, I just, I just what want to bring light heard? to it. So here's something. Here's an idea. Instead of okay, so I know it happened. What do I do with that, Russ? Right. You let me know. I didn't know it existed. You let me know. What the fuck changed now in the world? <laughs> right. Now what? Yay! Maybe people stopped buying her books and she fucking. Wait, wait, because you went after Tony Jones and not Nadia Bolzer. I'm going after her as a as a result of him. So she's protecting. She's in. So you stopped one person from buying a fifteen dollar book. That's fifteen. I don't know. Actually, <laughs> negative press usually causes book sales to increase. But. It, but ideally, maybe yeah. one. It depends on the person. Maybe one. But this is a person that you respected in this world. That you had some idealism about, maybe, yeah, and, maybe. and it's just kind of a disappointment yeah. that she isn't calling this guy on her on his shit, especially when she presents herself as a is a yeah. feminist, is a strong woman. It's blocking and what it's irritating. It's, like she's pulled all like, I got her. Th website. There's a hypocrycy in it. That yeah, that's, and, that's and, the, the hypocrisy pisses me. And I get that. Yeah, I, I get that. So I, maybe it's, a, it's an anger thing more than entertainment. I'm I'm pissed and I want to. You want to believe in hypocrisy? That's, yeah, that's it's, like it's what it is. Yay! Everyone's fucking hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you're right, and, and a takeaway from this from you guys. Is that instead of spending all my time doing this, you're right, it's not a real good use of my time. Um, one of the things I thought about is. Well, that's not the point, I don't think. Well, wait, no, listen. One of the things I thought about is spending time doing um, a Wikipedia page on, on what is systemic silence. Because hmm. that's a word that's not really out there that much, but at least defining it in a way where. Because um, there's not a really good definition of it. So a lot of people will say, oh, well, you're just being a troll. Well, no, a troll is just after someone for their own entertainment and to hurt that person. Systemic silence is saying, you're not being clear about your decision or your position. Be clear about it. That's all I'm asking. Just be clear about where you stand instead of hiding. And that's what systems and institutions and, and when a person sells a lot of books, they become a brand. A brand will do that. They'll, they'll use it. And it's a strategy. It's a strategy that companies use, corporations usually, to, to hide the dirty shit they're doing. And so the I world doesn't Arthur's see it. The point is not like a John Piper, you're wasting your life type of thing. <laughs> it's a, you're doing this for a reason. Have you spent time investigating the personal reason behind this and sitting in that yeah. instead of constantly, and that acting, is, out, that instead is of constantly acting out in the same way yeah. over and over again. Maybe you're right. So that's the, that's what I keep doing. He's not telling you to stop. He's just saying... I'm acting out in a way... It seems like you're doing it unconsciously. Yes. Like you, you aren't choosing to do it as a purpose in your life. Or worse, you're thinking yeah, it's having more impact than it really is. Yeah. And I'm challenging you in saying... You got a lot of shit going on in your personal life, and that's a good. That's that. That seems like it might be an escape. No, it's at least a way you're choosing to spend your. You call it time, but I think there's a lot more emotional energy invested in yeah. it, which I think is more detrimental than wasting your time. I think we all have a lot of time to waste. I mean, I'm, so I mean, so it's. I mean, if this this manifests itself in me all the time, this is what I'm dealing with EMDR is me exploring why I obsess over the things I obsess over <laughs> and why I get myself into, into mental ruts and, uh, and, uh, and, and then exploring and not saying I'm going to stop doing that, I'm going to change my behavior, but just like what am I trying to, what is, there's something inside of me that's eating at me and I'm doing this to try and soothe that. I'm, why am I this way? Yeah. What was the motivation? I, this behavior is trying to to fix or soothe or salve or give meaning 
to this other part of me mm-hmm. that's that's being yeah, that's uh, pissed about the world, right? Or somebody's fucking like, hypocrites. Steve, I want to hear from Steve. Steve's a well. I'll just not finish my point. That's okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, don't, <laughs> no, finish your point. If you, if you had a point to finish, I thought you were done. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, you did. <laughs> no, go ahead. I was tracking with you, man. I was. I was tracking with you. I'm I'm tracking with you too. But so yeah. So the point is, like. As Arthur's been bringing this up, you've been very resistant to his ideas. Well, it's uh, because it's, it's bullshit. You see, you're really resistant right now. <laughs> 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 no, it's not all bullshit. So it's there's some hypocrisy bullshit. right here, right? Because right? uh-huh. you like to point out shit in other people, and you get all upset when they, they don't immediately say, Oh, you're right, Russ, that's very wise. Thank you for having the insight of looking into my life. No. And, and, then, and then somebody does that to you, and you bounce off really hard against their idea. And you didn't, you didn't even take a second to sit and think, Huh, maybe that's partly true. No, I am saying that's partly true. That's what I just said. It didn't sound like it. I said no, that I, my, ener- my energy is being, you're right, it's going, it's reactionary. So I, I will own that. So I, I, I mean, but again, it's I not, think a lot of this the issue is, is not that you're wasting your time. The issue is, do you know why you're doing? What yeah, you're the doing? energy. Where does the energy come from? I don't know. There is. Go ahead, Steve. And why is the energy directed at non-personal relationships? You're right. Yeah, is there something there? That's a good. Yeah, point. because I think it's because. Okay, so no, 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 just no. a minute. <laughs> okay. So what change are you affecting at AC three? By not being engaged in besides the two, I mean guys, Dan and Rick. So how are you affecting the change on where they are by just pulling out? My concern is that you are engaging a non-personal entity. It's somebody you'll never meet. So you get blocked by t- this guy. Right. So you spout off against somebody. What are you doing engaging one-on-one? Is there a fear there? And I say that because that's for me as well. I, I had to fight that fear of the one-on-one engagement and the fact that they might call me as full of shit. Right. So it's easier for me to do it on the internet, but I'll never see them. Or I can just shut it off. And when you do it in the context of relationship, you risk the relationship. Yes. So yeah. it, yes. You, have, you, you have skin in the game. But I'm okay with that. Like, I'm not afraid of even one-on-one calling people on their shit. But, Which I think I've done with Dan and Rick. But what effect did it change? What, what effect have you changed them? The church. I don't know. I don't, I don't. I'm not trying to change you. I'm just trying to bring light to the subject. Or you're trying to change the people in the internet. Yeah, I'm not trying to change people. Yeah, you are. I'm trying to bring some light to a fucked up situation with a bunch Why? of hypocrites. Or, or, because you want to say who are you? Question, right? Like, like why? Yeah. Well, part of it, I think, is I've been doing this for a lot of years. Uh, with the other, again, with the other podcast no, that has had some <laughs> some traffic where people people listen to me and, and think that I have some kind of wisdom in the area of, of owning your shit, right? But is, isn't there something in it though that's fun? I mean, because I not really. I, I don't Drill. do it. I don't do it as much as I used to. But I like a little. I like my grenades against. I don't know if there's anything in it that's fun, but there's definitely something in it that's addicting. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. I would say I would it's all fun. of that. There's, there's something in there. Oh, no, there's definitely a dopamine hit. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of defined fun chemically. Let's <laughs> just go back to your other stuff extended. Too. There's adrenaline and there's. I think you had a greater impact yeah. when you were there engaging them in the, in the extended ranges. Asking the hard questions for those things. Yeah, but that kind of went away, yeah. though. Enjoy I don't know. I've been there. Ex- I know. Yeah, I do. It was just a. It, we I was still. Back. Well, I was still up more guarded. Right. And I'm still there because I can affect changing guys. Right. And I am engaging guys. I'm asking them, but it's one on one relationship. I've been asked to leave. They know I don't agree with a lot of what they throw, but I can do that by one on one relationship, like Arthur said. You're not going to have it. In a one-on-one relationship, I don't know how you go there. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm just but no. I'm just playing. That's just me. <laughs> and I wouldn't expect somebody yeah. else. None of us know how to do that at all. <laughs> I just don't know. I mean, if you're following the logic of you're wanting to shine light, why aren't you still up there shining light? There's no light to shine. Everybody's kind of, all right, well, this is AC3, and we just come every Sunday, and... Maybe I'm judging them by saying that, but I don't think there's any. You think there's more light to shine on Twitter? <laughs> I'm not good. I don't. I don't. I don't speak out against. I don't throw rocks at AC3. No. No. I'm just question. I'm just asking. Yeah, yeah. Somebody land the plane. 
Yeah. Why well, a thought where <laughs> about <laughs> did we ever get off the ground? This, this could land a plane, I guess. Familiar. Yes. Somebody stop the plane. contempt. Yes. <laughs> Cut the engine. About 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 four and a half, almost say five-ish years ago, I started exploring my curiosities that I had my peripheral vision about the Orthodox faith. I started exploring it. I started going that direction. Yeah. And Russ, you were really fucking reactive. I was, yeah. It was like, it, I think some of that's like the, it, like maybe the the aesthetics of it are kind of like, you know, maybe that romophobia thing, or it's like, you know, the smells and bells and the vestments, yeah. like, if, if, you, if you're not it's familiar not with it. It's just religion. I, I get triggered by religion. Well, I think it might be I Roma like religion because, because it could be like an association with that looks Catholic, Catholics are pedophiles. Ah! You no. know, I don't know. No, I, I think religion doesn't change people. That's what I believe. I, I believe that it's, if anything, it can it can just be a way for people to hide behind something so they can justify their fucked up lives. I think there's a healthy way to do religion and an unhealthy way to do religion, just like anything. Yeah, I just agree. like anything. Yeah. But there is a healthy way to do religion. But I, I get it now. Like, well, you, wait though. Let me say something. Wait. <laughs> you came in hot. Mm -hmm. You came in ignorant, and it, it is like, what the fuck? Like, because I consider yeah. you a friend. It's like, you know, what what the fuck? I was sort you? of mad at you, wasn't I? And it was. It was well, then I was mad me. at you for being mad at me. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> uh, but but it's where you were, and it's where I was. Uh -huh. But then. I remember. I don't know if you remember this. You came. You came to my home. We had a conversation. And you apologized to me. Yeah. You. 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 you it, 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 I, I didn't ask for you to apologize. I, I didn't. I wasn't confrontational. But but that's when I, I like in my heart was like Russ Shaw's my friend. Yeah. Because that's the thing. It's like you can come in hot. You can come in confrontational. You can come in ignorant, not understanding something. But at the end of the day, I've seen you do that. I've seen you come in hot, but I've also seen you like. Like I'm sorry in the context of a relationship, and I just want to say thank you. Yeah, that is a good place to end it. <laughs> All right, there we go. Both pilots. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. Thanks for listening to Punk Theology. Don't forget to subscribe. Like to join us in having more ears hear this punk sound? Please leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you may hear this fucking podcast. Punk Theology is the property of Digital Audio Project, a limited liability corporation, who is responsible for its content. Don't chicken out! Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. That's a huge bitch! Picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue.